everyone, my name is Dorothy, and recently I became incredibly rich because of my dog. To be specific, my dog has become incredibly rich, and at the same time is a completely ordinary mutt. The kind of mutt that you can find just about anywhere and isn't worth anything special. Maybe you thought that my dog Lila won some kind of race or contest for four-legged creatures, but no. She's not a hero or an athlete either. Keep watching and you'll find out how my Lila managed to make a fortune. To begin with, I really love animals, but my mother is allergic to them, so pets are taboo in our house. It's a pity, of course, but I never pass up an opportunity to volunteer at zoos, farms, and nurseries. And of course, I constantly feed stray animals. I have a special place in my heart for them. That day, everything was pretty much the same as it always is. After school, I went to the zoo to volunteer, and then I raced home on my beloved bike to lie down and rest. I was exhausted. There weren't many cars, so I rode along the side of the road, not bothering anyone. At some point, I found myself on a completely deserted road, and then something really strange and terrible happened. The only car on the road suddenly stopped. Its back door opened, and a dog was thrown out onto the pavement. After that, the car hastily sped off. At first, I didn't realize what had been thrown out was alive, but then the dog started running, trying to catch up to what was probably its master. But there was no way for it to keep up with that powerful Ferrari on its four legs. I was horrified at what I was seeing, and of course, I couldn't just ride on by. I stopped my bike near the poor animal and called out to it. It was a shocked and frightened mutt, its eyes full of pain and panic. After looking it over, I decided to take the dog home with me. After all, the dog was obviously pushed out of the car for a reason, and absolutely no one was going to come back for it. It was such a betrayal, the poor thing. Luckily, my parents weren't home. They wouldn't be back for another eight days. Until then, I could take care of the dog, who I immediately gave the nickname Lila, and find a new home for her. Lila turned out to be a very kind and gentle animal. She was trained, had the best manners, didn't bark at all, and behaved as if she had the most expensive pedigree. By the way, it was very strange that a mutt was in such an expensive car. How did she end up with such rich and wicked people? I thought a lot about Lila's story, but I didn't know anything about her life, only what I saw the day before with my own eyes. To be honest, I didn't ever expect to find out the truth. And that wasn't the main thing anyway. The main thing was to help Lila. The very next day, my pet and I went for a walk. Stupidly, I brought Lila to an area that wasn't the safest, and there, while we were playing, she landed with her paw in a hole filled with some kind of iron filings. She immediately whined, and when I came closer, I saw that some of the pieces of iron had stuck right into her paw and drawn blood. I decided not to risk it and took her to the vet. Although I love all living creatures, I have no medical education, and I've never taken any first aid courses. So seeking help from a specialist was the only option. As soon as the doctor examined Lila, he gave me some alarming news. 
some kind of chip was installed in the dog's injured paw, and the injury had caused inflammation in the surrounding tissues, so it had to be removed immediately. I had no choice but to agree, and after 30 minutes, Lila's operation began. When everything was over, the veterinarian gave me Lila and the chip he'd extracted from her. Then he let us go home. However, I was very worried and asked if I could leave Lila in the clinic at least until that evening, and since they said we could, I asked if they could check the information on Lila's chip at the same time. That's when I got a real shock. I expected it to contain information about vaccinations, about her temperament, and other basic information about a dog, but no. There was a document, and after I printed it out, my eyes popped out of my head. It was a will written about the dog, that is, about my Lila. There was her photo, identifying marks, and the name of the testator. He turned out to be a well-known philanthropist in our city who was very rich and did charity work all his life. And Lila, Lila was his only friend, the only member of his family, and just his life. By the way, he called her a princess. And before his death, her former owner bequeathed his entire fortune to Lila. That is, this dog turned out to be a real millionaire, and I called her a mutt and drove her around on my rusty bike? Wow. To be honest, I didn't even believe it at first. But the veterinarian checked the information and assured me that there was no mistake. Lila, she was that same princess. She inherited a fortune from her former owner. Now the only question was how to get to it and who were those people who got rid of her? It was then that I realized that I needed not only to help Lila find new owners, I also needed to resolve the issue of her past, and that was a very big responsibility. I took the richest dog in our city home so that I could think and decide what to do next. And you know what? I could no longer look at Lila as before, that is, as an ordinary or even purebred dog, and feeding her ordinary chicken with bones was somehow awkward. Well, imagine Bill Gates came to visit you, for example. It's not right to offer your leftover potato soup from yesterday. That's how it was with Lila. Immediately, I bought the most expensive dog food for her, the one with luxury on the label. I took the money from my parents' family budget, and then I ordered a special bed for her at the pet store. And you know, her bed was worth much more than mine. I mean, she's the heiress of a rich man, so she should have the best. And when I was convinced that I had provided Lila with decent conditions, I could start developing a plan for Lila's inheritance. First, I called my parents and told them everything. Of course, at first, my mother was furious and shouted at me, saying that I wasn't thinking of her at all. But when she realized that we weren't dealing with just any dog, she relented. Dad called his friend's lawyer and asked him to come to me to help sort out this whole situation and help Lila get the inheritance. Fortunately, Mr. Johnson agreed to take on our case, quoting a very reasonable fee for his work, but he had one condition. Our family had to officially become Lila's guardians and register her as our pet. We had to make a difficult decision But in the end, my parents agreed and promised to fill out all the necessary documents immediately after they got home. 
However, the night before my parents got home, something terrible happened. I calmly went to sleep on my shabby old bed and Lila was asleep in her royal roost. Everything seemed fine until the dog jumped up and began to bark, first at the door and then at the window. It was the first time I'd ever heard her bark and I was shocked and frightened. I knew there must be someone there, but who? As soon as I got out of bed and went over to Lila to see what was there, the sound of a gunshot rang out, and Lila started yelping and fell to the floor. I fell down next to her and hugged her tightly. We lay like that for about ten minutes because I was scared to even move, and Lila was wounded. I could tell she was bleeding, so I had to get to the phone and call a vet, our lawyer, and the police. Lila had tears in her eyes, and I was worried that she wouldn't last until the animal ambulance arrived. But she held on. She was taken to the veterinarian, and Mr. Johnson worked with the police officers to begin an investigation right away. And of course, they knew where to look for the criminals and could guess what they needed. Even I could guess, and my suspicions were confirmed when I saw the recording from our surveillance cameras. The criminals were in the same Ferrari that Lila had been thrown out of a few days earlier in the middle of a deserted highway, dooming her to certain death. Now all that was left was to find these scoundrels, find out who they were, and punish them to the fullest extent of the law. And a few hours later, just as my parents were arriving, they were caught. The criminals were two young 18-year-old guys who were the deceased philanthropist's cousins. It turned out that according to the law, in the event of the death or disappearance of the direct heiress, that is, Lila, the entire estate would have gone to them and they decided to get rid of the dog. But they couldn't kill her because she grew up with them and loved them very much. So they decided just to abandon her, not knowing anything about the chip, in the hopes that she would get mixed up with some stray dogs and be mistaken for a simple mutt. But Lila was lucky because I found her. When these two guys found out that the dog had been picked up, they realized that their huge inheritance was slipping away from them and decided to shoot Lila. That's what money does, you see. A few days earlier, they weren't ready to kill her, and now, without a twinge of conscience, they took up weapons. Fortunately, the bullet just grazed her, and Lila got back on her feet pretty quickly. She met my parents, and it turned out that my mother wasn't allergic to her, so the question of finding new owners for Lila disappeared on its own. It took us about a week to receive the inheritance, and now Lila's entire fortune is kept in our family account. Maybe you'll think that I'm selfish or greedy, and maybe you're right, but my parents and I really just adore Lila. She lives with us in a comfortable and safe environment. We will never throw her out in the middle of the road or try to shoot her. She has her own hairdresser, her own dog trainer, and even her own chef. I think Lila is really happy with us. 